Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Own Your Adversity podcast. I'm your host, Cole Smith, and this is um, episode eight, I think. It's today's episode. We'll leave it at that. It's today's episode. Hope you guys are all having an incredible day. I know I am here. It's starting to uh, warm up. Sun's out, and it is absolutely beautiful. So yesterday I went for a run, and I am by no means a runner. Let me tell you my history with running. I did cross country in, it was either sixth or seventh grade. And after a couple practices, I got really bad plantar fasciitis um, in both of my feet. So what that is, is basically your, I don't know how to describe it medically, but I think my tendons in my feet, the bottom of my feet got super tight and it's just very like a sharp pain sometimes it's also kind of a dull pain sometimes and it just your feet just ache like it's like someone stabbing in the bottom of your foot and I felt that for the entire season um so I just didn't run after after that that I mean I went to practice and stuff stayed a part of the team but um I dealt with that thing for the entire season I also had really really bad asthma growing up um I think when I was a baby I had RSV, I think is what it's called. Um, some kind of respiratory virus. I had like a nebulizer. Um, and that was just like breathing was something that was always a challenge um, when I was little. Um, but so I had both of those like things against me. And I just never really got into running because it wasn't something that was ever enjoyable for me. Uh, until recently, um, I, know, I wanted to pick it up because I actually do enjoy the feeling of the freedom of running when it's something that's like a comfortable pace. Um, so I went inside when I was going for a run yesterday. It was actually, I already worked out. I did legs yesterday, which is, there's my number one problem. I shouldn't have ran after. If you can't tell, this is not going to be, uh, I don't know. not going to say a happy story. This, the story's going places. Okay. It's not somewhere that's like, uh, um, a uh, fully comfortable place for me. <laughs> so I went for, for a run after I, I worked out for my legs. It was a couple hours afterwards. So I figured I'd be fine. I stretched out. I figured I'd take it easy. Um, so stretches stretched out before I for, before I went for a run. And um, I put on, I got this, actually this, um, oh, what is it called? I think it's called a free train, free, the free train. It's just like chest mount for your phone. It has like a pocket you can put your keys in or whatever. And that has been so helpful for me because I can just like go hands-free. I don't have to have anything in my hands. I put my AirPods in and then have my phone on my chest running Strava and tracks my runs, which is really convenient. Um, so I love that. But I had that on. First mile goes great. I think I had a pace of like eight minutes or eight, eight and a half minutes. It was good. Um, I am by no means a fast runner. And you can tell if you look at my Strava on how slow, the, especially this one, this is real bad. Um, and understandably so, why my splits were bad today, well, yesterday when I ran this. But um, the second mile was, once I got in that, it was a little bit more, a bit tougher. I slowed down to like, I think like a 10 minute mile, which is really, I mean, my breath work was really easy, but um, my calf and my hip started my right calf, my right hip started tightening up. Um, and I think that's pretty, it's pretty typical for me to experience calf tightness while I'm running. Um, 
I just need to work on that. Some ankle mobility, probably my form and stretching. Probably should get better at that. So that was, I can deal with that. Okay. I've done that. I do that about every single time I run. Third mile, uh, the infamous side aches start. Plus, I still have the calf and hip tightness that I had from before. And side aches suck. Okay. They are not comfortable at all. It felt like I was being poked in the side of my abdomen. And uh, yeah, eventually I usually get used to those. It, it goes away after a little bit. I'm not sure what causes that. If you guys are um, um, med- sports medicine experts, let me know because I should do some research on it. Um, could be a number of things. But um, after about three and a half miles, about a half mile after the side ache started, um, I was kind of on the last leg of my run. <sighs> yeah, well, actually, literally last leg. Um, I started getting quad cramps and it started in my right quad and it just felt like my calf turned to like, I mean, my quad just turned to a ball. Like it was just this tough, like rock in there. And then my left one happened. And if I slowed down, it hurt even worse. So I had to keep going like, and I still had like another I don't know, mile at least at this point. And because I was running outside. If I was on a treadmill, I might have just like given up, threw in the towel and like called it a day. But that wasn't an option because I was still at least a mile away from my car outside. Um, so I was kind of forced to take on this obstacle, which was dealing with all this physical pain I put myself in um, to get back to my car. And this kind of ties into this actually directly ties into today's episode talking about self-talk. So if I would have talked to myself negatively thinking like, Oh, I I don't believe I can do this anymore. Like this sucks. Um, I should just quit. I might've stopped, uh, and rested or I might've just walked the rest of the way. But you know what? Instead I told myself that I was capable of finishing what I set out to do. And that was to run this entire loop. And that's exactly what I did. Um, for that last, um, mile or so, even by, actually I'm going to say since the the last half of the run, I was using a lot of like positive self-talk because that kept me going, telling myself like, Hey, you're capable of doing this. You're, you got this. Like just like cheering myself on because when no one is cheering you on, you always have yourself that you can rely on. You can always cheer for yourself. And I think that was something that really pushed me to keep going. Um, you know, self-talk is something that is, it's very, very impactful. You'll notice this in athletes. I mean, professional athletes, NFL players, major league baseball players, NBA players, um, Olympians, you know, some of the, the best athletes in the world use self-talk on a regular basis. Um, I actually saw a video that I'm going to put in the blog post for this podcast. Um, check that out after this, where it's a video uh, from NFL Films, and it just showcases how self-talk um, impacts people's performance, sport athletes' performance. Um, they show positive self-talk and how athletes encourage themselves to do well, and they show 
like negative detrimental self-talk after they make a mistake or they make an error or something and how that can kind of cause like a downward spiral and lead to more errors, um, more mistakes, those types of things. Um, but we always have control of our self-talk. You know, sometimes that self-talk, like for these athletes, they talk out loud when I'm running sometimes or I'm working out. I'll use it out loud. Um, sometimes when I'm just like working on something, I'll use self-talk out loud. Um, it's kind of weird, but I guess talking to yourself out loud is, is kind of viewed as weird, but we all talk to ourselves, whether that be inside our head um, or out loud. I, I don't know. At least I do. Maybe I'm weird. But um, we have this voice that like commentates everything in our life. Um, and I think it's time that we give that voice an attitude check. You know, it, it, that voice will sometimes lead us in the right direction. Like for me for yesterday, I was cheering myself on. And other times it'll it'll tell you, oh, you're not worthy of this. You can't do this. And it'll talk, you'll talk yourself out of doing something or you will, um, I don't know, just think negatively. And, you know, that is an issue that I dealt with for a long time where I just didn't have enough self-belief in myself. Um, And maybe the the smallest thing is, you know, talking to someone new, talking to a stranger. Um, I would talk myself out of doing things I really wanted to do um, because I didn't feel that I was worthy um, or I wasn't confident in myself to do that. And over the few years, I've been able to do a complete 180 and change my, my entire like perspective of, on myself and change the, the attitude and tone of that voice in my head to where more often than not, it's something that's positive and something that's encouraging. Uh, not always. There's times when um, I get down on myself. There are times when I, um, don't always believe in myself, but more often than not, I do. And that's taken a lot of work to get there. And I'm also going to go into later in this episode a little bit how I did that. And yeah. So as I mentioned, we can actually control our self-talk. Um, that's something like I intentionally thought, you know, what do I need right now? I need to be encouraged. I need something that's going to push me. Um in reality, we should like talk to, we need to treat ourselves with like self-love. Talk to yourself like you would talk to someone you love, whether it be a parent, significant other, a friend, whoever it may be. Talk to them. Talk to yourself like you would talk to them. Be playful. Um, be humorous. Make fun of yourself sometimes. I know I make mistakes all the time, and I think some of the best things we can do is actually to provide humor in that situation. Rather than getting down on ourselves and be like, hey, why'd you why'd you mess up, you know? Uh, I'll straight up be like, hey, Cole, you dumbass, why'd you do that? Like, you're just like, messing with myself. Like, it just, make, just makes a, a whole bit of a lighter situation. And if I can get a laugh out of it, I know I'll be fine. And I'll know I'll be able to move forward. You know, I was actually reading an article on self-talk. So I was doing a little bit of uh, prep work for this podcast. I found an article by Mayo Clinic, the infamous Mayo Clinic, I think out of... Mayo is Rochester, Minnesota, I believe. I think I'm right there. Um, yeah, Mayo Clinic, the infamous Mayo Clinic. Um, 
actually, I think Lou Gehrig went there. Cause MLB just announced they have a, they're starting Lou Gehrig's day. I'm a big Yankees fan. And, uh, Lou Gehrig day is something I think is, uh, I don't know. It's just a, a very, um, I think it's an important thing for baseball. One of my favorite quotes from Lou Gehrig actually comes, comes from his, uh, his final, uh, speech, his, um, at Yankee Stadium, and he says, I consider myself the lucky man, luckiest man on the face of this face of the earth. And that right there is some positive self-talk. That's some real gratitude and positivity. We'd love to see that. Um, but yes, back to Mayo Clinic on identifying negative self-talk. So I'm going to read this word for word, maybe, haven't decided yet, um, and kind of go over a high level of how you can identify negative self-talk in your life because I think it's something we all do. It's part of how we think. So the first of uh, the ways, the first of four ways that we um, can identify negative self-talk in our lives is we use filtering, okay? So you would magnify the negative aspects of a situation and filter out all the positive ones. Um, They have an example here about... um, Having a great day at work, okay? You completed everything you need to do ahead of time, um, and you're complimented on for doing a speedy and thorough job. But that evening, you focus on on only for your plan to do even more tasks and forget about everything you did that day. Um, don't, like, minimize your achievements. You know, celebrate those. Even if it's a small one. Like you had a good day at work, celebrate that. You know, give yourself some credit. Don't minimize your, um, yeah, your achievements. That's not a good thing to do. And once you start giving yourself the credit you deserve, I'm, I'm gonna say it again: the credit you deserve, you're gonna be a lot happier when it comes to. Um, you're just gonna have a result in a little bit more of a positive self-talk. You're gonna feel better about yourself. Um, because self-talk really can um, impact the way we feel about ourselves. And I think how we talk about ourselves often says a lot about how we feel about ourselves. Um, we're going to back up, our, our thoughts are going to back up our beliefs. And the first way we can start to change that belief we have about ourselves is by changing our talk, the, our tone with ourselves how we think about ourselves, um, it really roots from, you know, how we think, how we talk to ourselves. So the next one is a call it personalizing. So when something bad happens, you will automatically blame yourself. Uh, they have a good example here, actually. So for example, you hear that you um, that an evening out with your friends is canceled, and you assume that the change in plans is because no one wanted to be around you. You know that is a very um, I feel it's a common one. People take blame for things that are, aren't actually correlated with them. Is that our ego speaking that or our ego tricking us to thinking that we're so damn important that everything revolves around us? Maybe, um, but in reality you're not to blame for most things. You know, I think it's good to have ownership. It's good to have ownership in situations, but you got to be able to to know when that situation is and when it isn't. And when something bad happens that's out of your control, that is certainly not your fault. Um, 
So don't take fault or don't blame yourself for things that aren't your fault. Um, next one. Catastrophize, catastrophizing. Catastrophe? Catastrophizing. That word. You automatically anticipate the worst. Um, they have an example here of you go through the drive through and you get your order wrong. And you automatically think the rest of your day will be a disaster because that one bad thing happened and it's going to lead to a domino effect to the rest of your day about just all these negative things. One thing after another, one thing after another. And when you look for negatives, I found this, like when you look for things to feel bad about, you're going to find more. It's like when you look in the mirror and you find that one imperfection, you, you chase, you pinpoint those imperfections you have. And you find all the rest of them. And then all of a sudden, you just completely tear down your self-worth. And that is not something you should ever do. You know, I, I, I've done it so many times. Uh, but don't let your your mind take you down the rabbit hole and create this domino effect that's going to make you feel bad for the rest of the day or for a period of time. Don't allow yourself to do that. Be aware that your mind is going to... Um, it's going to be like pulling a thread. It's going to find that one thing and try to chase it and kind of find the, the cause of it. And sometimes that's just not a, a thing you should do. Sometimes there is no reason. Things just happen. Events aren't always correlated to something. Sometimes they're just random, independent events. And there's no reason to make a big deal out of those things because those things just happen to all of us. So the last one they have is polarizing. I did this for a very very long time where you categorize things as one thing or another. In this case, if something happened, was it good or bad? And there's no middle ground. There's no gray area. There is only one side. There's good and bad. There's black and white. There's yes and no. And you feel that you have to be perfect or else you're a total failure. And this led me to some really, really destructive habits you know, at one point, I got, uh, I just worked myself so hard that I started to hate things I used to love. Um, this put me in a, say, quite a bit of depression afterwards because I just didn't have anything I loved anymore, and I was so burnt out. I didn't, I didn't want to try anything else because I knew I was just going to be, um, I knew I was just going to be burnt out, and I had that that mindset that I was, um, I wasn't like, I don't know. What led me to that is like, I feel like I had to be a robot. I had to perform. Like I put this high, high standard on myself that if I didn't do things perfectly, I was not, I wasn't, I was going to be a failure and I wanted to be the best. I just wanted to be the best. I wanted to prove myself. And that comes out of very deep insecurity that I had about, um, I just didn't feel worthy and I wanted to compensate that by proving everyone else wrong or people that I thought, um, thought of me as less. That's not the case. A lot of that, a lot of those thoughts actually originate in our heads. Um, and we make that situation. Um, it's not necessarily something like you find what you want in life. You know, if, if you want to see negative things, you want to like our minds will, provide evidence for our beliefs. So that's one of the things I, I polarized for so long. Um, I forced myself 
to get up at 4.30, 5 a.m. every single morning. You could ask my roommate for my first semester in college. Um, I'd get up every single morning at 5. I had a blog I was working on. And uh, that's kind of actually the whole origin story of everything I'm doing now is it started with that point in my life, which I'm very grateful for. But I went about it in a very, very destructional, detrimental, destructive uh, way that was not good for my mental health. It wasn't good for my overall well-being. Um, and it certainly was not productive. Um, so that was just, I put so much pressure on myself and I could never live up to it. And because of that, I always thought of myself as a failure. But in reality, I failed to see all of the other good things. It kind of goes back to aspect one with the filtering. I failed to see all of the benefits, all of the good things I accomplished. So to go back over those four things quick, filtering, that's when you, um, you magnify the negatives and you don't see any of the positives. Personalizing, uh, you automatically blame yourself. Catastrophizing, you automatically anticipate the worst. That creates a domino effect throughout the rest of your day. And polarizing, you only see things as either good or bad. Those four things are big pieces of negative self-talk. So if you found yourself guilty of those, as in basically all of us, you got some work to do, as do I. You know, I fall on these, these are, I mean, here's the thing. Self-talk, negative self-talk is never going to go away. We can't fully eliminate that. And I think it's part of the yin and yang of life. Um, to where it's um, just part of who we are. It's part of our our human intuition and how we think. But there are times where um, we need to realize that, like, hey, this isn't healthy. I think more often than not, we can have practice positive self-talk and be kind to ourselves and pr- promote healthy um, choices, a healthy lifestyle, and just practice good mental health. Um, you know, I think if you you want to feel a certain way, whether that be confident or happy, um, I don't know what it would be, you have to treat yourself that way and you have to talk to yourself in that way. So if you want to be confident, practice encouraging self-talk. One thing I used to do, um, I used to be very uptight and wouldn't allow myself to relax because I'm very, very high-strung because... I put this pressure on myself to perform, put this pressure on myself to like be the best. And because that was very uptight for a long time, I couldn't relax. Um, one thing I, I've done that really helped me now. So I say whenever I mess up, you know, I'm playful, you know, I practice very humorous self-talk. Um, this has been something that's been, I don't know. It just makes life fun and very, um, easygoing. And I think sometimes you should be more often than not being light is the way to go about it. So, you know, more often than not, we just need to like change our perspective on things. Um, change our perspective on how we view the events in our lives, the outcomes of certain actions, you know, and I think a lot of the times when it comes down to it, the things you want most, whether that be confidence, happiness, self-worth, those things are things we already have. They're like they're like basic human rights, things that we no one can take away from us. We always have those things. 
the thing is about those things, those, I guess, those desires, whether it be happiness, confidence, self-worth, or whatever it is, oftentimes we just don't give ourselves permission to feel those things. I know that's how it was for me for a long time with all three of those things, happiness, confidence, and self-worth. I didn't give myself permission to feel that way. Um, I didn't think I was worthy, and I pointed out all these reasons of why I wasn't in my head. Um, same thing with goes confidence and happiness. I, I made these reasons. I justified why I couldn't be that way. And until I changed the way I talked to myself, until I changed the way I viewed my world, nothing changed. So if you want to see a difference in your life, change the way you think about yourself, change the way you talk to yourself. Because you have to give yourself the permission to be yourself. Give yourself the permission to feel the things that you want in life, the things you most, like the things you're in control of already. Give yourself permission to have those. You know, I think the, we like us not allowing ourselves to be happy or confident or have self-worth is, I think at its core, this is a self-belief issue that can really be fixed with some better, more positive self-talk. So I hope this episode was very helpful because this is something that's been very, very impactful throughout, throughout my entire life. And even when you think you've mastered self-talk, you haven't. Even when you think you've gotten over the negative self-talk, it's still going to be there. But you develop a tool, a strength, a resistance that you know how to, something like it's a tool to fall back on and use whenever you need it. You know, even when you, like self-talk is just not something you use to combat negative. It's used to reinforce our happiness and our belief in ourselves. Um, Like I, I used it yesterday when I was running. You know, I needed to use self positive self-talk. There are times in our lives where we're going to still need to pull from this tool. So I hope this is a tool you can add to your utility belt. And I hope it's something that's very impactful for you. So with that being said, um, let's do some last minute updates. So I have, um, I actually started a weekly email um, for Own Your Adversity. Basically, it's going to be overview of uh, content I've put out in the past week. So blogs, podcasts, just really important stuff there. Things that I find interesting, other tools and stuff that aren't going to be anywhere else other than the email. Um, they're going to get access to all the, the newest announcements, um, updates, and early access to anything I put out, whether that be um, merchandise, whether that be... Uh, say a workbook, book, clothing, whatever it be. Um, but I'll promise you this. With that email, it's not going to be any fluff, BS, or spam. Um, I'm committing to you every single week. I got a full commitment to you. Um, full privacy. won't do anything with your email other than send you this weekly email. Um, so... With that being said, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to my nearly half-hour rant on self-talk. I greatly appreciate each one of you, and I will see you on the next episode. Actually, before we get to that, 
And we'll reel this back in a little bit. If you have any uh, questions, any topic recommendations, um, go to my Instagram at cold.smith. Go to my link in my bio. There you can actually join the free community I have for Own Your Adversity. There you can uh, submit a topic, like I said, there. And you can also join the email list there in the link in my bio. Or you can just go to my website, um, ownyouradversity.com. Everything's there. Check it out. And with that being said, I will see you guys on the next podcast.